0: Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time. And I'm the expert. Let's dive in. So we are getting close to the end of the
1: film. Although I have to tell you, I really have no idea what's going to happen next. Okay, cool. (laughs) For starters, there's more travel. And just from a film perspective, I noticed at first it was just really silent and you just heard the sounds of their movement rather than like the score of the film, which I thought was just a really interesting thing. You know, if we didn't have that break in between, I Mm -hmm. wonder how that would have felt in that moment, just kind of coming to terms with the fact that Gandalf is dead. So I thought that was really really well done. Beautiful landscapes, absolutely stunning. They go into the woods and Gimli says that there's an evil sorceress in this woods that's like an elf. Something about how nobody ever gets seen again once she ensnares them. And at the same time, she's actually whispering to Frodo and she's like, ring bearer, you bring me (laughs) into my forest. And Gimli is like bragging about how he's so sharp and quiet and then he immediately just walks into a bunch of like arrows good comedic relief there from gimli so there's like a whole bunch of elves they say that you're like in the house of the lady of the wood now and aragorn is like oh please you have to help us and then he's like well you can't leave now you have to come back to see the lady so they lead them to the lady there's this stunning tree castle which at this point i was just really appreciating the setting but i also thought it was actually kind of funny that as they're walking up this tree stump suddenly it's nighttime
0: i think it might just be be the cover of trees? I'm not sure. Or she's making them wait. This lady's gotta have a big entrance.
1: (laughs) It's a very long staircase. This, like, magical couple comes out. I don't know if they're related. Well, he must not be that important because they said the lady of the woods. So...
0: Yeah, she's definitely the leader of that realm. I know the guy that greeted them. His name is Haldir. The guy with Galadriel, I always forget his name. I'm pretty sure he's in The Hobbit, but I don't remember his name and we never see him again (laughs) oh i'm fine with that
1: (laughs) didn't really care about him but he was like yeah i want to talk to gandalf and then everyone looks really sad and then the lady of the wood is like oh he's dead and then she like starts going on about how like they could fail and boromir starts making weird faces like he looks like he's in pain
0: and i love something she said here i think it was something like all hope is not lost as long as the company is true they pant to sam when they say that because at first they were showing boromir being in pain and crazy and then when the company is true Going to Sam to say that Sam is the good one, and maybe Boromir is the one who's off the path a little bit.
1: Totally agree. Then they get their lodgings for the night. She's letting them sleep over. Slumber and party. Having a little treehouse sleepover. Yeah, very cute. So Legolas is still feeling a little sad. He hears them doing their lament song, and he doesn't want to translate it because he's hurting. Yeah. I thought that was a sad little moment there. So then Boromir starts talking to Aragorn, and he's like, "Yeah, that lady was like talking." in my head and she was talking about my dad then he starts like confessing that his dad is kind of failing and people are losing trust in him and then he started like talking really wistfully about this white city with the sparkling white tower and how he like looks forward to being called back home and he said something that i thought was really weird something about how their paths are gonna find their way back there they're gonna be celebrating the lords of gondor coming back
0: i wrote this down as well i'm glad that you yeah, up on that. I was like, yeah. why would
1: he this other guy's not a lord? He is obviously way higher on the hierarchy than you. The way he said it was almost like he was kind of testing the waters to see if Aragorn was going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll co-rule with you. Though
0: Aragorn <laughs> is of a higher rank or should be of a higher rank than Boromir. Boromir lived the life of a king's son essentially, even though his father is only the steward. He really lived this royal life whereas Aragorn was just a ranger. That's and fair never really stepped into his role. So for me, him saying the Lords of Gondor have returned wasn't necessarily, in my mind, wasn't, didn't feel like a slight, but it felt like the first time he was really warming up to Aragorn as a ruler. That's
1: fair. I didn't think it was really like an intentional thing. I just felt like at this point he should be fully giving up his power, but he's just a little reluctant to do that. I
0: totally agree. I think that Boromir has a little chip on his shoulder. He's got the silver spoon. Situation, and I don't think he's at a point yet where he wants to see Aragorn as his leader, but wants to be viewed as an equal to him.
1: Also, that explains why he was making such weird, terrible faces when the Lady of the Wood was talking to them because she was talking in his head. Which I also wanted to say about that moment where she started talking into Frodo's mind while she was saying, "Like you guys can sleep here." I keep on referencing other pop culture things because it's easy to go off of that, but it reminds reminded me a lot of The Shining and he was like how would you like some ice cream? That's what it reminded me of which I think is actually a really cool way of showing that like these people who can talk in your mind can like talk out loud at the same time. And I also think Galadriel I feel like there's a chance
0: she was talking to all of them. Yeah and
1: just saying separate things but we're in Frodo's head. Exactly. Well anyway so they all settle into bed and everybody goes to sleep and then Galadriel is like walking by their little campsite area and it's clearly a summons for Frodo. He follows her down. She's awfully weird. This woman is strange. And the way she speaks is also very strange. So she fills up this jug of water. She turns around and she's like, will you look into the mirror? And he's like, what will I see? Which I actually thought was really an impressive response. (laughs) Because if it were me, I would be like, what mirror? What are you (laughs) talking about? (laughs) She just continues being a weirdo. And she says something that's also a meme that I've seen. That's like things that have not yet passed and things that will come to pass Mm -hmm. and whatever that whole little speeches that she says that i recognized from reddit
0: she's basically saying (laughs) you're gonna see the past present and the future yeah
1: yeah just in a really weird way which is typical because she's a weirdo (laughs) then she pours the water into this basin again something that jk rowling must have been very inspired by oh
0: jk because
1: So he agrees to look in. He looks in and he sees his whole crew. Like they're all kind of looking at him. And then he sees the Shire. Oh, wait, before I say all of this, I just wanted to make a quick note that Frodo's hairy feet, that one little shot of him walking down the steps and he had those hairy feet. I was really grossed out by that. (laughs) Why did they have to show how hairy they were? I don't
0: know. I have a fun fact about those hairy feet though. It wasn't him. I want to say it was Dominic Monaghan who plays Mary stepped on a nail and it didn't go through his foot because of how thick those prosthetics were. I've
1: seen that they were barefoot this whole time so far, but that was like a, clo- a gratuitous close-up shot of how hairy they were. And that was yeah. just, that was a lot for me. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious.
1: It kind of brought Frodo down a notch in terms of hotness. Yep. I See, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. It was just a weird shot.
0: I feel like we got a shot of her feet too. She was barefoot too, which I also thought was weird. Does Peter Jackson have a foot? (laughs) foot fetish not that there's anything wrong with foot fetishes but we're getting some foot shots a lot of
1: foot shots the reason that i remember that is because the first bad thing that frodo starts to see in this mirror he sees the shuffling of hobbit feet with chains on them and then it kind of like shows that they're being like enslaved basically and the orcs are destroying the shire their houses are on fire all this terrible stuff is going on and then the eye we see the eye and he's like oh i'm gonna get the ring i'm gonna get you and frodo's like leaning forward, the ring falls out of his shirt and he starts to lean forward. And at this point, I was really curious if this was a moment where Sauron had the power to kind of move through the mirror and collect this ring.
0: I am actually not sure about that. And this could actually be something if fans have a little bit more knowledge of it than me, leave us a comment, tweet us at All Geek podcasts. My interpretation of it is it is just a vision and Sauron isn't really there. But maybe maybe the ring is sensing this same vision that Frodo is mm-hmm. seeing and feeling like Sauron is closer than he actually is. He kind of breaks
1: this spell by pulling himself away and hiding the ring from Sauron's eye in that moment. And then the lady elf says, I know what you saw, which I also thought was kind of funny because she had just said, even the wisest don't know what you'll see. And then she just saw it anyway. But she basically explains that she saw it because that's the same situation that she saw which is what would happen if he fails at his task which is to destroy the ring she says which i thought was going to be really important that the fellowship is breaking and one by one it'll destroy them all so we've already lost gandalf and there's eight people left which they made a note of when they first came to the wood the guy who was with the lady elf mentioned there were nine of you and now there's eight of you and i was thinking this is potential foreshadowing that more of of this crew are going to die or get
0: separated. But she did say also he will try to take it from you. You know of who I speak. What do you think that was foreshadowing?
1: I just assumed that that was Sauron. Could it be someone <laughs> in the
0: fellowship?
1: Well yeah thinking about it now especially in the context of the fellowship breaking apart I guess it makes sense that Boromir would try to take it as well because you know he already kind of lamented that his kingdom is kind of falling and his steward father is failing so it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what I predicted would happen. I kind of lost sight of that prediction since that episode that we talked about it, but he has the capacity and the potential to betray people. And he is, is he the only human of the group? I think he is.
0: Aragorn is a human as well, but he is a human of a different race. This we learn in the extended edition of the Two Towers, but Aragorn is actually 88 years old. He has an extended lifespan. He aged well. Yeah, he looks amazing. But for some
1: reason he seems to be a lot less susceptible to the ring and maybe it's because he doesn't want power I mean his birthright is power but he doesn't want that so why would he want this very powerful
0: ring? And I also think he grew up with the knowledge that his heir failed man by being weak and so he has really lived with this guilt throughout his entire life of it's in my blood whereas Boromir doesn't necessarily have that baggage on him and I think because of that he's become more susceptible to the evil power sort of in the same way that bilbo was like bilbo was a good person who maybe could have succumbed to the darkness of the ring just out of pure ignorance of it and i think that yeah yeah boromir is dealing with that same sort of moral conflict
1: although i would argue that boromir is a lot less ignorant of it because he knows of its power right he knows how devastating it could be and he seems to think that it should be used as a power tool to turn the tides of this war which is a little messed up so yeah i do I think he definitely has the capacity for betrayal but we'll see if he actually does or if it's just something that is a possibility. Yeah. Then some very weird stuff happens because for some reason Frodo's like you can have this ring if you want it which I thought was a bizarre thing to just randomly offer. Yeah
0: I agree. <laughs> (laughs) And then
1: it got weirder because then this woman starts going off. And she's like, I do want it. All this crazy stuff starts happening. She's talking about what would happen if she had the power of the ring. It's a super creepy moment where she's like laughing maniacally and talking about how (laughs) she'll be like devastating and beautiful and people will fear their love for her or something. (laughs) It was a lot and it was very bizarre. And then she just like stops and she's like, oh, I passed the test. And I was like, what just happened? That was so weird. I mean, it definitely proves that the ring can influence even the best of people, which I assume that she's probably one of the very good people because she is not only dressed in all white, but she is literally glowing this white magical power, so. And not
0: only that, but she's been there since the beginning. So the beginning of the film, that was her voiceover. And she was one of the elves that got the elven ring of power. So she has been around from the the get-go with Elrond. Like her Elrond and Gandalf are like old homies from like 3,000 years ago. So she's been here through the fall of Sauron, through the fall of man, and all of this. I don't know why Frodo offered her the ring. I have no idea. Because if she had taken it, it would be crazy.
1: That would be a whole separate trilogy.
0: Yeah. I think for her, though, she needed to really allow herself to imagine what it would be like to have the ring in order to prove to herself that she could stay strong and not take it. Because it was the same thing with Gandalf. When he's offering the to Gandalf and he says, please don't offer this to me. It would be devastating in my hands. It's the same thing with her. If she had the ring, she is far too powerful to be trying to wield this thing. And she just needed to prove to herself that she could pass the test. And she did pass the test. And she passed the test. And she will remain Galadriel.
1: Yeah. And she said something about going out west. And I was like, okay, you're going to California? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she she's leaving. She's going to go be a hippie in California. She looks like she could be. So that's fine. But yeah, so then Frodo kind of admits that he is just not comfortable doing this alone. And he's really stressing out about it. He's very afraid. He, I think he actually straight up says, I'm afraid. Uh, which I assume is probably why he was like, hey, do you want to take this ring? and do this task instead because i'm a little scared so yeah she says basically the task was appointed to him and this whole situation kind of relies on him being the ring bearer so it's very important that this particular hobbit be the one to carry out this task and he has to do it alone she kind of encourages him while also telling him how severe the stakes are which i think is probably a little overwhelming for frodo you know i have to admire his bravery because he was like all right then i know what i have to do to do. And I was like, all right, so he knows that this is going to be tough, but
0: he's willing to do it anyway. We have gotten the vision of what will happen if he fails. And Galadriel says the fellowship is breaking. You must do this alone. He says, I know what I must do. What do you think Frodo's next steps are in regards to the fellowship?
1: Well, originally when I saw the destruction of the Shire, I was thinking, is that something that's happening right now? Like maybe they have to go back to the Shire and like save them. But she said that that's what would happen if he failed so i think his task is really just
0: to go to mount doom and get rid of this ring i mean yes but what is his method of getting there
1: i have no idea i mean i guess she keeps on saying you have to do it alone i guess he probably has to ditch the group but i'll be really upset if he does
0: yeah it would be tough i mean he has to do all that by yourself too he doesn't even know the way that's what he said yeah
1: how is he gonna travel so far he's just a little hobbit he's so small (laughs) He's so cute and small. I'm in denial that he's probably going to have to ditch this group of people. But I can't fathom that he's going to be able to make it without them. And you
0: had mentioned previously that like a group of nine people, it's so hard to keep that together. So there must be some breaking off at some point. Yeah, I'm just
1: thinking even going to the bar with nine people. That's... (laughs) I was at a
0: bachelorette party with nine people. And it's like, how do you keep all these people together? It's like hurting sheep. You don't.
1: You're with each other for the first five minutes of the night. And then the next morning, you recount your stories at brunch.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So Frodo and all them will be recounting this over brunch in like 10 years when they finally finish this. Or over
1: second breakfast. Or I over second know. breakfast. Okay, so then we cut to Saruman. And he is in this crazy, boily, lava-y, doom and gloom place. It reminds me a lot of Scar when he was talking to the hyenas mm. in The Lion King. He's mm-hmm. telling, yeah. for some reason, this orchide the origin story of orcs, which is that they used to be elves and then they were ruined. And then now he's perfected them into this orakai's and making them into these perfect specimens. And they all start prepping for battle. And apparently a a part of that prepping is to smack each other with some white paint.
0: So that's the white hand of Saruman. So that's Saruman's symbol. Okay, because I was like, where are they getting the paint?
1: (laughs) Why are they doing this? This is like their pregame. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, they're prepping for battle. And then Saruman, he like has this whole speech where he tells them to go fight and, you know be evil or whatever and then he says that there's one in that party that has an item of value and he says i want that one alive
0: and he says it's a halfling
1: keep him alive kill the rest and that's a little unsettling and then we see the crew leaving this lady of the woods realm and she gives him something (laughs) what even was that a light of a star
0: the light of a rendil i believe is just bottled up light from this particular star and it is a light in places when all other lights go out. Just keep it in your head. It'll come back at some point. This is a huge deleted scene though. In the extended edition, she gives something to every member of the fellowship, but the scene was cut. It's very long and very strange because the thing that Gimli asks for is a lock of her hair. And you know what? I just don't think we needed that. I thought that was weird. He just
1: did it in like a romantic way? No,
0: he wanted it because he's like obsessed with her. But there's another thing like she gives Sam a rope. That scene also gets deleted the only one really of importance for the story that we see within the rest of the films is this light.
1: So he's got bottled up light. The water from the North Pole that heals.
0: <gasps> You're making an Avatar reference, <laughs> I
1: know. This is the last episode before the last episode of this first movie.
0: This is the pen ultimate episode before Kelly finishes the first movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
1: It's a weird sensation
0: of now being a person who has seen
1: at least the first movie. But I am eager to see the rest, assuming it stays interesting. <laughs>
0: it will definitely stay interesting. And I do have to say, though your initial predictions, which I will go through again with everybody, was that Frodo had to find the ring to keep it away from Bilbo so that Bilbo doesn't become the king and Frodo becomes the king is quite wrong but has elements of being correct. Yeah. Though Bilbo is not evil and Frodo is not trying to be the king. There is that sort of power dynamic between Sauron and Aragorn because Sauron is trying to come back to be the Dark Lord and I think Gandalf was and Elrond and other people are trying to get Aragorn to claim his birthright as the king and reunite the realm of men.
1: And also, if you think about it, Frodo did have to keep the ring away from Bilbo. So I was right.
0: Frodo did have to keep the ring away from Bilbo. You are correct in that sense. And
1: Bilbo did have a little bit of evil in him during the ring parts. Yeah.
0: Just a little bit. He had the potential to be the bad guy for sure but the great eye was not God it was Sauron himself
1: no, I was wrong about that one but that's okay
0: <laughs> hey but you did actually say something about a volcano too in your prediction because you were joking about Middle Earth being like the center of the earth and that the big eye looked like it was on a volcano which Mount Doom is a volcano so you did not do that bad with your predictions
1: I failed my way into a passing grade Yeah,
0: you passed but we still do have 40 minutes left of the film we have some foreshadowing going on with Galadriel talking about the fellowship breaking with Saruman sending out this army of Urukai to find the halflings. So maybe this will all come to a head at the end of this film. We just have to wait and see.
1: They better not end it on a cliffhanger.
0: I mean, it's a trilogy. That's stressful. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Come back next week. You've been listening to the It's All Geek To Me podcast hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at AllGeekPodcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week.